Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of June. India's tally of the novel coronavirus cases has crossed the 2 lakh mark. According to the Union Health Ministry data put out this morning, the total number of coronavirus infections in the country stands at 2,7614. This includes 5,815 deaths. In the last 24 hours, the country reported 8,908 new cases and 217 deaths. A total of 1,302 people have been cured and discharged as of now. The country has 1,1497 active cases currently. This puts India on the seventh spot on the global list of countries worst hit by COVID-19. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today chaired a cabinet meeting to discuss the coronavirus situation in the country. He had held a similar meeting on Monday after which the centre had made several key announcements related to agriculture and businesses, including increase in the minimum support price of 14 crops and two packages to revive micro, small and medium enterprises. An Indian Council of Medical Research scientist, Dr. Nivedita Gupta, on Tuesday said that the country is still very far from the peak of COVID-19. Addressing the media, Gupta said, and I quote, We are very far away from the peak. Our preventive measures have been effective. We are in a much better position vis-a-vis other countries and you will see the data soon. Unquote. In the same press conference, Union Health Ministry Joint Secretary Lava Garwal said one in every two COVID-19 deaths in India has been of senior citizens who constitute 10% of the total population. Agarwal added that 73% of COVID-19 deaths in the country are of people with comorbidities. According to new findings by the ICMR's National Institute of Occupational Health, Ahmedabad, only 7% of coronavirus samples in India have a high viral load, which means these people would, on an average, transmit the infection to 6.25 other people. While 9% have a moderate viral load, the majority of 84% have a low infectiousness, transmitting only to 0.8 persons on average. Among the states, Maharashtra continues to be on top of the chart with a total case count of 72,300. Out of these, 31,333 people have recovered from the viral infection, while 2,465 people have succumbed to it. Two more Mumbai policemen, including an assistant sub-inspector, died due to COVID-19 on Tuesday, taking the total number of police personnel having succumbed to the virus in Mumbai to 18 and in the state to 28. So far, more than 1,500 Mumbai policemen have tested positive for coronavirus, of whom 533 have recovered. 1,758 others have been asked to observe home quarantine. In a decision set to speed up COVID-19 testing, the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation, or BMC, on Tuesday made a change in its testing guideline. It decided to remove the compulsion of producing a doctor's prescription for high-risk contacts, even asymptomatic, to undergo tests. Until now, BMC's testing protocol allowed a person showing symptoms to undergo COVID-19 swab test only if the person had a doctor's prescription recommending it. Despite the worrying situation, the state has had some good news. For the first time in nearly two months, the growth rate of infections in Maharashtra has slowed to fall below the country as a whole. The seven-day compounded daily growth, or CDGR, for Maharashtra has remained below the national average for three consecutive days now.
As a result, the current doubling time of cases in Maharashtra is 17.35 days, comfortably longer than 15.18 days for India as a whole. This trend also has a national significance. As Maharashtra accounts for more than a third of the national case load in the country, the slowing down rate in the state has naturally slowed down the national growth rate as well. Maharashtra is followed by Tamil Nadu with 24,586 cases, of which 13,706 have recovered. The state's death tally, comparatively lower than other states, stands at 197. Delhi, the national capital, continues to be severely affected. With 22,132 total cases, the state remains the third most affected in the country. It has reported 556 deaths so far and has 12,333 active cases currently. The state of affairs in Delhi has been alarming lately. A few days ago, according to a report, over 50 staff members at AIMS tested positive for coronavirus just within 48 hours. News18.com, which reported on the development, further added that the total number of healthcare workers infected in the hospital stood at 195, including a few deaths. The report cited a resident doctor of the hospital and reported on low-quality N95 masks and lack of personal protective equipment for the staff. However, strangely enough, about two days later, the website heavily edited the report by expunging it of several critical paragraphs and important pictures. It carried a response from the AIMS administration which denied the allegations. But when our reporter Ayush Tiwari contacted the resident doctor for a report titled What Happened to the News 18 Report on Low-Quality Masks at AIMS, he stood by his claims and provided evidence for the same. You can read his report on our website, newslaundry.com. The practice points to the shortcomings of big media that shirks from doing its job fairly. The problem stems from the fact that these media organizations rely heavily on advertisements, a bulk of which comes from the government. That is why we at News Laundry do not take any advertisements, either from the government or any corporation. Because we believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. We've been working as an independent news organization without any fear or favor thanks to your support through all of these years. To empower our work further, go to newslaundry.com and find out the different subscription packages. The lowest one starts at 300 rupees a month. So pick a plan of your choice and hit that subscribe button and pay to keep news free. Delhi's neighboring Haryana witnessed the highest single-day spike with 296 new coronavirus cases on Tuesday. Of these, the maximum cases were recorded in Gurugram district at 160. Gurugram was followed by Faridabad with 26 cases and Sonipat with 21 cases. The total number of cases in Haryana has reached 2,652. The case doubling rate in the state has also reached six days. The state has recorded 23 deaths due to COVID-19 so far. Gujarat is another western state that has continuously been reporting a high number of cases. Out of a total of 17,617 cases, 1,092 people have died. The state recorded more than 400 new cases for the third consecutive day on Tuesday. However, a record 1,100-plus patients were discharged. Of these, 95 were discharged from other districts and the remaining were discharged from hospitals in Ahmedabad. The proportion of active cases, however, remains low in Gujarat. At present, 4,631 people are suffering from COVID-19 as 11,894 people have already recovered. 
Following the easing of restrictions on interstate travel on May 4th, Northeast India has reported a rise in novel coronavirus cases, with Assam leading the tally, followed by Tripura. Assam has reported 48 fresh cases, taking the state's tally to 1,561. Of these, 337 people have recovered and four have died. 12 COVID cases were also identified in Mizoram after a long spell of having zero active cases in the state. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee today appealed to the centre to give a one-time assistance of 10,000 rupees each to migrant workers amid the COVID-19 crisis. In a tweet, Banerjee wrote that the financial aid should be provided to those engaged in the unorganised sector to help them cope with the ongoing economic crisis arising out of the lockdown. She suggested that a portion of the PM Cares Fund should be used for the purpose. With the return of migrant labourers to West Bengal and the subsequent spike in coronavirus cases, the state government has decided to set up 15 more COVID-19 hospitals across the state. The state health department announced 10 more COVID-19 deaths and the highest single-day increase in positive cases with 396 new cases on Tuesday. Bengal has reported a total of 6,168 cases so far, of which 3,423 are still active and 335 have died. Moving on to some international updates about the coronavirus. The global tally has touched almost 6.4 million with more than 380,000 deaths reported until now. The United States, leading in terms of infections, has recorded 1.87 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 so far, which includes more than 108,000 deaths. Following the US, Brazil has reported the second highest number of COVID-19 cases and the fourth highest death toll. The South American country has over 555,000 COVID-positive patients, including around 31,200 deaths. In Western Europe, the United Kingdom, Italy, France and Spain have remained the most affected countries. The UK has reported over 39,000 fatalities due to the virus. Given the alarming situation in the UK, prison officials have warned that relaxing lockdown measures could increase the risk of an outbreak of coronavirus in jails across England and Wales. The warning came in a Ministry of Justice document which sets out plans to ease curbs in prisons where inmates have been confined to their cells for 23 hours each day. Since March, 1,438 prisoners and staff have tested positive for the virus across 105 establishments, 23 prisoners and 9 staff have died. Lucy Fraser, the Prisons and Probation Minister, has said that the success of curtailing movement, visits and activities in jails has helped contain the spread of the virus and limit deaths. Followed by the UK, Italy has reported the third highest number of COVID-19 deaths in the world at over 33,000. Yet, the country has decided to reopen its borders and end travel restrictions between regions, hoping to encourage tourists back in time for summer. Travellers from most European countries will be allowed into Italy from Wednesday without them having to go into quarantine. France's death toll, meanwhile, has crossed nearly 29,000. German Foreign Minister Hiko Maas said on Wednesday that the country will remove its general warning against travel to European countries from 15th of June. However, the minister added the government will continue to advise against travel to Britain for as long as the UK government continues to demand a 14-day quarantine for new arrivals.
In place of the general travel warning, the German government will now issue travel advice for individual destinations based on criteria including local infection rates and healthcare provisions. A general warning against travel remains in place for other countries including Turkey. A top football team in Ukraine has been quarantined for at least two weeks after more than two dozen players and coaching staff contracted the novel coronavirus. Football club Karpati's game on Sunday was cancelled after the positive tests and the team's training sessions have also been called off during the period of quarantine. Media reports said that 25 members of the club have positive tests out of the 65 who were tested. China, meanwhile, has denied an Associated Press news report claiming that the country delayed sharing information on COVID-19 with the World Health Organization. The AP had reported that China sat on releasing the genetic map of the virus for more than a week, citing internal documents and dozens of interviews. During a daily briefing of the Chinese government, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Lijian strongly denied claims of significant delays by China and considerable frustration among WHO officials. According to a study by researchers from the Houston Methodist Hospital in the United States, the clinical administration of the blood component plasma from recovered COVID-19 patients to those severely affected by the disease could be a safe option without adverse side effects. The study may lead to better treatment protocols against the novel coronavirus infection. On March 28, a team of researchers began clinical trials to transfuse plasma from recovered COVID-19 patients into critically ill patients. In the study, published in the American Journal of Pathology, the scientists described the clinical outcomes of the convalescent plasma transfusion trial showing 19 out of 25 patients improving with the treatment and 11 being discharged from the hospital. Now for some non-coronavirus updates. The tropical storm Nisarga, which intensified into a severe cyclonic storm, made landfall on the Maharashtra coast in the early afternoon today. In the morning, the storm was headed towards Alibag in Maharashtra's Raigarh district, which is about 100 kilometers away from Mumbai. The cyclone began its landfall around 1 p.m. south of Alibag at a speed of 120 to 140 kilometers per hour. Flight operations were stopped at Mumbai's Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj International Airport until 7 p.m. due to the storm. Nisarga is expected to trigger heavy rainfall and wind in parts of Maharashtra and Gujarat. It is expected to complete entering Mumbai and Thane by 3 p.m. Maharashtra's Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre's office informed that around 1,500 people were evacuated and shifted to a safe and sturdy shelter in Alibag. The National Green Tribunal has said that LG Polymers had absolute liability for the deaths in the gas leak incident in Vishakhapatnam last month. According to news agency PTI's report, NGT, in its order which was passed on Monday, also rejected the firm's petition for a review of the previous order asking it to pay 50 crore rupees as penalty. Eleven people, including a child, had died after the toxic gas leaked from the chemical plant of the company on May 7th. The gas leak occurred at the LG Polymers plant between 2.30 and 3 a.m. and spread over a radius of about 3 kilometers, affecting at least five villages. The NGT branch, headed by Chairperson Justice Adarsh Kumar Goel, directed the firm to spend 50 crore rupees penalty on providing compensation to the victims of the gas leak. As the lockdown sent lakhs of migrant labourers back to their villages, over 2.19 crore households utilised the Manrega Rural Job Guarantee Scheme in May, which is the highest for the month in the last eight years. 
an analysis of the data in this category, which is available currently from 2013 to 14 on Manrega's portal, shows that the number of households that worked in May was 7.10 lakh higher than the 2.12 crore during the same month last year. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, over the last three months, India's tally of COVID-19 cases has shot up from a handful to over 2 lakhs. And over the last few days, the country has continuously reported over 8,000 cases daily. We are now at the seventh position in terms of the case count globally. Considering the trend, some experts have predicted that we will see a peak by the end of July. It is therefore important to understand how an epidemic like COVID-19 grows in numbers. In a detailed article on News Laundry, Jummy N. Rao, an independent public health physician, mathematically explained the growth metrics, growth rate and the doubling time of coronavirus cases in India. By doing so, Rao also throws up a prediction for the near future. You can read more of this interesting analysis by going to our website, newslaundry.com. The article is titled, The Algebra of an Epidemic, How India's COVID Crisis May Unfold. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.